When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the happy hour. You guys know the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Monday. It's somewhat of a a celebratory Monday after a really successful weekend in Husker Athletics. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert here, Rico there. Hello, Rico. Healer. The weekend, how was it? Fan-freaking-tastic. It was pretty fun. It was amazing. Loved every single second. I, I attended Husker football. Yes. You attended Husker volleyball. Both won. One was more entertaining. One was absolutely one more entertaining. Um, however, I think it's important that we get to Matt Rule first. Yeah, probably. A couple of the things that we heard uh, from Matt Rule today, as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, and the Starter Heyman Tech Sign are both open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the uh, Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 as well rate this weekend rate your weekend on a scale of, of one to ten right and mm-hmm. and nfl you know results might play a part into this but even though the detroit lions lost for me i'm still like up there at like a nine right mm-hmm. nebraska nebraska won a game following a bye week nebraska volleyball is going to be ranked number one today when the new ap or the new avca poll comes out yes like, Volleyball mag already has them number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and they're so, super like sixteen. We're we're less than a we're less than ten days away from Nebraska men's basketball with an exp- exhibition game on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a lot of excitement coming down the road here for Nebraska athletics. One of those being that Nebraska soccer won yesterday in Champaign, I believe they were in they were in Illinois. Yes, and they they won two to zero. But more importantly, they won a share of the Big Ten Championship. They won four to two. Four to two. Thank you. Yes. With a share of the Big Ten Championship. Yes. And so when you look at that, they will host Ohio State on Sunday. And so we're going to bring in Sammy Hawk, the goalkeeper for Mm -hmm. Nebraska soccer here in the next segment. We'll talk a little bit about that, talk about other stuff as well. Um, But then also Nebraska football today. Matt Rule spoke to the media and he started off. With some not so great news, here's that is, what he that is not in here. Yeah. Oh, it's not okay. So let's just go with this. Um, I'm surprised that would not be in there. Um. Anyway, Tur- uh, Turner Corcoran done for the year with a he's having foot surgery this week. Ethan Piper done for the year having knee surgery this week. Nuri Nuili 
is out for one to two weeks with an undisclosed injury. He didn't want to get into it. He did not want to get into it. Billy Kemp out for multiple weeks with a knee thing. So now... Did they mention the knee thing? They did. Yeah. So now when you look at Nebraska's offense, Matt Rule mentioned this today, two of Nebraska's 11 starters on offense this Saturday against Purdue will be upperclassmen. Can you name them? 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. Who are the two upperclassmen that will be starting on uh, Saturday for Nebraska versus Boilermakers? You will not get a prize, but you will if you come down it's here, I will, give, I will give you a nice, crisp high five. There you go. Perfect. It's the winner of nothing. Uh, so 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. I mean, here's the deal. Nebraska football, although it was ugly on Saturday, especially on the offensive side, whether it was the turnovers, whether it was the fumbles that Nebraska's offense did not lose. I mean, it, it was, they, they got the job done. Is that the first time Nebraska's fumbled more than once and didn't lose a single one of them? It was pretty impressive. It was, a, it was a pretty La- impressive. Last year, they lose all three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year, that first one goes back for a touchdown. Let's be honest. Also, last year, they're losing that game. They're, they're losing. They're losing a couple of these. Well, they lose. They they lose the game before that, and they lose this yeah. game. I, I think when you look, I, that's what's that's what's crazier. Um, and unfortunately, Nebraska was in the in a point where over the they had turned it over every quarter in five of their last six quarters. It was like it was like a really bad statistic. That is ridiculous. Um, because you remember at the end of that Illinois game, like that the, towards the end, they they fumbled it. Towards the end of the third quarter, then they fumbled in the fourth quarter as well. Mm-hmm. And when you look at like those, Nebraska, and frankly, any team, this isn't even just a Nebraska discussion. If you're in a one or or you know a ten point one score or a ten point game, not many teams are comfortable or should be okay after they fumble and turn it over that many times. No. But Nebraska found it away, and maybe it's because the opponent, right? The the opponent that. Uh, that Nebraska was playing, whether it was Illinois or whether it was Northwestern, maybe was just that far below Nebraska and just not very good um, that they got away with it. But there's a couple of things that they need to clean up, certainly. But Nebraska's four and three. They have an opportunity to win three straight games in over 2,400 days. That's in like in, in over 2,400 plus days, Nebraska has not won three games in a row. Never we, did it under Frost. We just we just talked just about it. Five years. We just talked about it on the post game show. It it was like 1,454 days since Nebraska had a winning record. Mm-hmm. And Rico, as I'm hearing Matt Rule speak at this press conference today, all of these injuries are coming on the offensive side of the ball, where Nebraska. Certain, I mean, for sure, is is the worst of the two sides. They need the most help on the offensive side Absolutely. of the ball, and even without all of these injuries, we, we were still going to say that. I don't know how good the offense is because even if you you know, because Sims is healthy, right? So he got hurt. He was out for a couple of games, right? But he's yeah. healthy now. He's still not starting. You've got Heinrich Harburg. How much better is this offense if the entire offensive line is healthy? It has been all season yeah. for the most part up until now. Um, if all the wide receivers are healthy, you lost. You know, outside of Xavier Betts leaving before the season starts, mm-hmm. you lost IGC in the first game. You had most of your wide receiving core up until two games ago when yeah. you lost Marcus Washington and now you lose Billy Kemp for a while. The wide receiving core still wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. You lost your two running backs three games into the season, but you still had a guy who you had the utmost confidence in 
outside of holding on to the ball. Like the offense, yes, has a ton of injuries to a bunch of key pieces, but how much better would this offense be mm-hmm. if you still had Marcus and Billy? I mean, we saw it for a couple of games where you had both of them and you had Heinrich Harburg. It still wasn't great. So it's, now, obviously, losing the offensive lineman is going to be a massive, you know, a, a massive uh, burn for Nebraska because although the offense wasn't great, the offensive line maybe to some people took a step forward from last season, and now you're you only have two starters on the offensive line who started the season as starters. I mean, how about this? You want to talk about this for offensive side of the of the field for Nebraska and just the Big Ten in general? In terms of total offense, okay, there are, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four, five, six. I don't know what we're counting. Seven. They're from one out of 133 teams, mm-hmm. okay, in terms of total offense, from 107th to 133rd in the country, mm-hmm. there are seven Big Ten teams. All in the West? No. Oh, okay. In terms of total offense. That means there are seven Big Ten teams, Power Five, Division One teams. That have the worst offenses. That have at least... Let's see if I can name them. Worse than a 107th offense in the country. Nebraska. Nebraska comes in at 107th. They Iowa. come in, Nebraska, 107th, tied with Iowa State for okay. 328 yards per game on offense. Iowa. Iowa comes in at 133rd. Worst in mm-hmm. the entire country, averaging 200. I mean, think about this, guys. <laughs> Nebraska averages 328 yards on offense, 329 if you want to round up. So 329. Iowa is averaging 97 yards fewer than Nebraska. Like, we we think it's it's really Like, poor. Nebraska's offense is bad, but Iowa's offense is I mean, horrendous. Not even close. So, Iowa, by the way, so I'll just for context... Eastern Michigan Mm -hmm. comes in at 132nd in the country. They average 251 and a half yards per game. Iowa is 19 yards below them. Perfect. In in last place and 133rd in the country with 232 yards of offense per game. Okay, so Nebraska and Iowa. Who else you got, Rico? Uh, Northwestern. Northwestern comes in at 126th. Illinois. Illinois is not one of the seven. Oh, good for them. Um, Not Wisconsin. It is not Wisconsin. Uh, give me Rutgers. Rutgers is at 109th. Okay, okay. Um, give me Minnesota. Minnesota comes in at 123rd. Okay. There's two left. Indiana. Yes. Indiana comes in at 118th. And I'm missing somebody in the West, aren't I? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Actually, I might have miscounted. That's seven. There's six. Six? There's six. Six? All right, I got them. So six, but still. Still. still so it's you, ridiculous. You, you want to look at, okay, so teams that are on Nebraska's schedule coming up, right? And and this is where the optimism can somewhat creep in if mm-hmm. you're a Husker fan. Careful now. But I think that's okay to do right now on a Monday 
where coming off of a victory, you feel somewhat confident going in despite the injuries. You feel somewhat confident going forward into the middle of the season or into the rest of the season. Yes. You still do? I do. I don't. I do. Because here's where... I did before the press conference. I felt real good before the press conference. Here's where I land with Nebraska's offensive line. Do those injuries hurt us, hurt Nebraska? Yes, they do. Massively. However... When we look at Nebraska's offensive line, the Nuri Nuili one certainly does hurt us, hurt Nebraska. They do. Okay. But when you look otherwise, one of Nebraska's worst positions on the offensive line has been left tackle. That's true. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Okay. So uh, I'm talking about the guards. I'm okay. talking yeah, Nuili and Piper. Piper, Piper uh, yep, was absolutely easily, hands down, the best pulling guard that you had. They, yeah. They when did. you were running plays and you needed to pull a guard, you wanted Piper in front of that running back because he was going to clear space. Yeah. Losing him for the season is massive in terms of a Nebraska traditional uh, running back run Which game. And even with the quarterback, I mean, yeah. even with the quarterback, you still had Piper kind of leading the way every once in a while. So that I, I think that the two guard positions in Newly and Piper are the the most the most biggest the biggest losses in terms of injuries for Nebraska it's, football. It's interesting. So. 402-464-5685. Maybe we can get it. I mean, let's let's go ahead and do that. Let's get a, a scale of how we're feeling as Husker fans going into Purdue on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because Purdue is is not necessarily a good team. Is this guy going to stop right in the middle of our... Nope, going to keep on going. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, I think there's people with you, Rico, that might not feel as confident going into Saturday. But I also think there's other people out there that says... You're not asking a lot of your offense, I think, mm-hmm. with those guys or without them now. Unfortunately, oh, you're going to be—you weren't asking a lot with them. You're going to be asking even less. You're going to be asking less for an offense that hasn't been yep. very good without your two, two of your best three starting linemen, which in turn makes your defense go. All right, we have to continue stepping up. But how how much more can this defense step? Like how and and this isn't and, taking and a shot at the defense. But how much more are you going are you going to lean on them mm-hmm. before you offer them any type well, of assistance? Well, and that's and that's my exact point of where we I wanted to get with this. Uh, you had James James Williams, I understand stepping that. up from the practice squad doing big thing. And this is again not a shot at I was James. Say, not a shot dang, at defense, why, why are you shooting? Why, no, why, why are you no. shooting James Williams? Now I'm not taking a shot at James Williams. I'm I just saying like, I saw number 90 making plays yep. on that defense, and I'm sitting here thinking, who in the world is Jay Williams? I had I was no. Well, like, you have to. You have to you think had about a, lot, you had a lot of people. Rico. No, I understand. You have, you have a, he's roster tra- management transferred in. Yep. Last season, and I'm just like, who is this guy? He's this guy is good. Where has he been all season? He's out there making plays, and that like that's what the defense is doing. They're playing. All kinds of different bodies on this defensive side of the ball, making plays, shutting down offenses, you know, mm-hmm. offenses that aren't that great, but still shutting down offenses. You know, they they give up a big pass play and then they hold Northwestern to a field goal after they get inside their own after they get inside like the ten yard line. So yeah. the defense keeps stepping up and making plays and doing all of these amazing things to keep Nebraska in the game. And the offense just keeps turning it over or or having to punt after three plays and throwing the defense back up there, back out there. And after a while, and we've said this with multiple Nebraska defenses before, they get tired when they're out there for so long. And I know yeah. they have a lot of bodies that they keep shuffling in. But after a little bit, I mean, you're going to get a little bit tired. Something's going to happen. You're going to mess up a coverage. All of a sudden, the other team scores. You're down by three. How much confidence do you have in the offense to march down the field and get a field goal or score a touchdown? Well, this is, this is where I kind of land with everything, I think. Your defense understands the the assignment, if you will, right? that they're going to have to go out 
And, and I think this is something I told DP in the postgame show, that these aren't fluke performances where we're seeing Nebraska's defense go out against Northern Illinois and shut them down or go out against Louisiana Tech and shut them down. This is now, even cons- even understanding the, the, the situations throughout Colorado, seven straight games of consistent dominant play mm-hmm. from Nebraska's defense. You're not asking your offense to do a whole lot. You're asking your offense. I think if you asked a lot of Nebraska fans and even members of that defense, you're asking your offense to score, what, 14, 17 points? I would say, and I think you say that. No, I, and I think that number is normally in the 20s. Like 21. Three touchdowns. But when you see, and this is where the optimism creeps in, I think, and understandably so. Think about some of the some of the statistics we just read. Yeah. Iowa, on your schedule, the worst offense in the country. Northwestern was on your schedule. Nebraska's offense, Nebraska's offense did not deserve to win that game on Saturday. In the slightest. Nebraska's defense did, and they did win it. They did deserve to win it, mm-hmm. and they did win it because of their play, right? So there's the defense picking you up. Minnesota was one that your defense couldn't get over, right? Get through. But you go up up the list even a little bit more. And you have a Purdue that's still 80th in the country. You have a Wisconsin that's lower than 65th in the country. And now has a backup quarterback. And now has a backup quarterback. And has still, through seven weeks, like all these issues that we're talking about in Nebraska with their new offensive coordinator and through the injuries, maybe not to this magnitude, is still something that like a Wisconsin's trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't know how they want to use this Braylon Allen type of of running back room with a guy like Phil Longo at coordinator. They don't they don't know now. And yes, Braylon Allen went over for like over 120 yards rushing on Saturday against Illinois, which don't forget Nebraska faced him the week before and had pretty good rushing stats as well. So read into that what you will. This is my point though. Is that Nebraska's caught a break to where their defense travels. No matter where, if it's at home, Mm -hmm. whether it's in East Lansing, whether it's in Madison, it's going to travel. Nebraska's offense struggles whether it's at home or whether it's in Madison or whether it's in East Lansing. So when the defense can look across the line and say, we need 14, we need 17 points from you guys, when in other years it might be 30 Mm -hmm. or it might be 28. Like you're going to need to keep scoring. There's this point to where you sit here as a fan and say, listen, if your offense can't help you out a little bit, then and your, and your kicker can't make field goals and whatever the case may be, being realistic, you say, do we really deserve to win this game? Mm-hmm. When it's a consistent thing, right? Um, I, I think there's some optimism because there's a lot of Husker fans that are sitting there going, Nebraska's defense is going to hold an opponent to around 10, 15, you know, 14 points a game most of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless... They face a Colorado or a Michigan or somebody that throws the ball around a lot. You don't have any more high-powered offenses you're but, facing. But, so then it's, all right, can our offense score 17? That's and it. the confidence probably isn't there, but you hope that maybe with four, you know forcing guys like Malachi Coleman and Jaden Doss, who's going to start in the slot, and potentially Jalen Lloyd if they decide to burn his red shirt, forcing them to get their feet in the water, maybe we see it stretched out a little bit. Like, Heinrich Harburg, last thing before we go to break here, Heinrich Harburg, I was looking at these statistics earlier, accounts in the five games that he started at quarterback. Mm -hmm. When you take into account every single player that's ran the ball, 
at least once Mm -hmm. in their rushing yards. In the five games that Heinrich Harburg has started, he accounts for 39% of the rushing yards. 39%. That's ridiculous. That's including the Jeff Sims runs. That's including Anthony Grant. That's including Ramir Johnson. That's including Gabe Irvin. All the way down to Trevor Lubin. Heinrich Harburg, your quarterback, has accounted for 39% of your rushing yards offensively. That's insane to think about in five of your seven games. He hasn't started all season. He played, then, in, he played saying, in one game before then, that, but he wasn't rushing. Well, he well, got the ball he, passed he, to him. He, played test, he, he was in his tight end against Minnesota, and then he came in in garbage time against uh, Colorado and threw a garbage time touchdown to Thomas Fedoni. Mm-hmm. But when you, once again, starting at quarterback, Heinrich Harburg has accounted for 39% of your rushing stats since he came in. That, that's bonkers. It's probably not sustainable, to be honest. So Nebraska's going to have to figure out a way, whether it's running the ball with Emmett Johnson, who we saw some bright spots from on Saturday, whether it's forcing the younger receivers to get dip their toes in the water and, and get their feet wet and get ready to go in high volumes, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, we know Heinrich Harburg's going to be a factor, but now it's still nothing. No, that conversation doesn't change. You needed guys to step up on that offensive line that are now hurt. And so that conversation doesn't change with the offensive line. You still need guys to step up. You needed guys to step up in the pass-catching game prior to Billy Kemp getting hurt. That doesn't change. So at some point here, Nebraska's offense, yeah, they might rely on the defense, and it's going to be ugly. But I also sit here and go, man, if Nebraska can't put up 14 or 17 points on a bottom feeder defense... Do you really deserve to be in contention for a division? That's not going to fly in the future. No. So we'll see what happens. Nebraska might catch a break. All right, let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to be joined by Sammy Hawk of Nebraska Soccer. Co-Big Ten title. They won it yesterday, and so uh, they'll host Ohio State in the first round of the Big Ten tournament on Sunday here at Hibner before they go on the road for the rest of the tournament if they do win. So we'll talk about that with the the shot stopper, the goalkeeper for Nebraska Soccer. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I came up with that on the fly. Rico, could you tell? No, I couldn't. I'll see if she's ever heard of that. We'll talk to Sammy coming up next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.